Gower Joe at Hate Street. This is Fieldpod.com, The Week in Georgia, coming to you. Uh, it's good, The Week in Georgia in English, coming to you from the international capital of mindfulness and debauch, the Lower Hate, San Francisco. Today is Thursday, the 4th of October, 2018. On this date in 1302, the Byzantine-Venetian War ends with the Byzantine-proposed peace treaty following a show of force by a Venetian fleet outside of Constantinople. 1957, the Soviets launched Sputnik 1 into low-Earth orbit as the first artificial Earth satellite. 1993, Russian troops stormed the Supreme Soviet building in Moscow on orders from President Boris Yeltsin following a political conflict between him and an anti-economic reform parliament. 2001, Siberia Airlines Flight 1812 is accidentally shot down by the Ukrainian Air Force over the Black Sea, killing about 78 people, mostly Israelis, en route to visit relatives in Russia. 2006, WikiLeaks.org is registered by Julian Assange and will publish its first documents in December of that year. Birthdays are, in 1896, English reporter Dorothy Lawrence, famous for posing as a male soldier in order to reach the front lines of the First World War. 1916, Soviet-Russian physicist Vitaly Lazarevich Ginzburg, one of the fathers of the Soviet hydrogen bomb. 1951, Kazakh poet and anti-nuclear activist Bazit Khan uh, sorry, Bazit Jan Musa Khanuli Kanapianov, founder of Kazakhstan's first independent publishing house. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tapilpod.com or send us an email at tapilpod at gmail.com. Zaza Okroashvili, founder of the Omega Group and Alliance of Patriots member of the Ajarn Supreme Council, spoke to Rustavi Odi for 80 minutes, accusing Otsneba of extortion, racketeering, and money laundering elaborating on and adding to his earlier accusations related to pressure on Omega-owned Iberia TV, and some voice recordings released to the media indicating various public figures, sorry, indicting various public figures in a number of illegal schemes. He says that in 2016, he met with Bidzina Ivanishvili, the Interior Minister uh, Georgi Gacharia, and former Minister of Sports and Youth Affairs Levan Kipiani to discuss problems in the tobacco industry and financial issues Facing Omega Group Tobacco, Okroshvili says that Ivanishvili tried to extort money from him before handing off the issue to former chief prosecutor Otar Patskhaladze. He says that in a, in a later meeting, Patskhaladze showed up with a group of armed men who seemed to be under the influence of drugs and asked for four million lati in exchange for solving Okroshvili's problem. That when Okroshvili said he wanted to deal directly with Bidzina, Kipiani threatened that things would go badly if the money didn't materialize. Kipiani then purportedly went independently to Prime Minister Georgi Kvitikashvili, who was also unable to, to resolve the problem. Then Kipiani was apparently kept captive in a basement overnight, stripped and threatened with rape for going to Kvitikashvili without the knowledge of uh, Partskaladze. Okroshvili says that Kipiani wanted to kill himself afterwards. There was a recording of someone, purportedly Okroshvili, recounting the events to someone purported to be Kipiani, in which Kipiani does not refute that the events occurred. A spokesman for Kipiani denied that the recording is real. Okroshvili also says that in a later meeting, Bitsina personally demanded the four million lati, and he acceded and transferred the money uh, to a newly established offshore account registered to a shell company, Olympus Limited, and then uh, uh, then had taken out the cash in a TBC bank outside of working hours. Documents obtained by Net Gazetti show that Olympus director Alexandre 
Uh, Chanchishvili withdrew $1 million U.S. dollars at 7.22 p.m. on April 21, 2016, and 781000 U.S. dollars at 12.25 p.m. on April 22, 2016. Rustaviori also aired pictures that seemed to show Kachishvili taking out uh, the money with Kipiani and then handing it over to uh, an, an arm, to armed men outside. Okuashvili says the owner of TBC, uh, the owners of TBC were pressured by Gaharia and Partskaladze to do so, though the bank denies that any transactions occurred outside of normal working hours, which go until 8 p.m., and add that Olympus is not an offshore company, but instead a Georgian limited liability company. At the end of the interview, Okuashvili also voiced support for the United National Movement presidential candidate Grigol Vashadze calling him the only real opposition to Bidzina and Otsneba. The prosecutor's office has said that all of the allegations currently circulating in the media will be investigated. Otsneba reactions were as expected. Bidzina has called uh, the claims against him ludicrous. Prime Minister Bakhtadze said that not a single person enjoys impunity in Georgia and that the rule of law, investigation, court, and Georgian society will hold people accountable. He also criticized Okrashvili for going to the media instead of the authorities with his information. Parliamentary Speaker Idakli Kobachidze said that Otsneba has um, absolutely selflessly helped Omega Group and that the whole affair is a show staged by Okrashvili with the support of the United National Movement, and that UNM is exactly the force that sees the businesses and television from Okuashvili. This is the way the United National Movement and Rustavi Odi TV act uh, through fake news and lies. They call it a dirty campaign with the goal of avoiding having to pay back uh, Omega Group's debt to the government. Opposition presidential candidates also responded predictably. European Georgia's Dato Bakradze called it a return to Shevardnadze style uh, systemic corruption. Bashadze called the recent events a road leading us to a loss of statehood. And the development movement's Dato Supashvili called it a step towards the abyss. A Rustaviotti poll using data from mid-September shows that the United National Movement's Grigol Bashadze in the lead with 22% of respondent support, followed by European Georgia's Dato Bakradze with 18%. Otsneva endorsed independent Salome Zurabashvili uh, at 15%, Labor's Shalvanatilashvili with 8%. The remaining candidates were chosen by less than 5% of those surveyed. 25% didn't know who they'd vote for if the elections were held the day after the survey. Additionally, 41% of those asked said that they would never vote for Zurabashvili, followed by 29% who would never vote for Girchi Zurabjaparidze. 42%, sorry, 44% also said that they believe a runoff election is inevitable, and according to the survey results, Bakradze or Vashadze would win against Zurabashvili. Otsneba's party leadership gathered on the 1st to mark the 6th anniversary of their win over the UNM. At the meeting, Bidzina Ivanashvili expressed support for Zurabashvili, saying, quote, I remember very well how principled Salome Zurabashvili was during her tenure as the Minister of Foreign Affairs, how consistently and crafty she was in ensuring that the Russian army would leave the country and that it was Mikhail Saakashvili who led the Russians back to Georgia and left 20% of the country occupied. He also said Zurabashvili fits well within our great and lengthy history that we had a woman running the country already in the 12th century, and quote, referring to king or queen or empress Tamar. 
Georgia National Communication Commission responded to criticism that it was endangering freedom of expression for instructing that three attack ads on Zudabashvili not be aired. The GNCC says that the instruction was actually just a recommendation, that it was only addressed to Imedi TV, the Georgian public broadcaster, TV Pirveli, all of which asked the regulator for recommendations. The last week, Zurabashvili campaigned in Ajara Guria Samagrelo, while Bakradze visited Guria Samagrelo in Imereti, held a meeting with Georgians living in Italy. Vashadze hosted a large campaign event in Tbilisi on the 29th, attended by uh, protest leaders Zaza Saralidze and Malchaz Machalikashvili. He also visited Washington, D.C. to meet with American Congress people and Georgians living in the U.S. Natalashvili visited Kacheti in Samagrelo and said that he would end visa-free travel for Iranians to stop their demographic expansion. Free George's Kukava appeared on TV to share his policies, which include making it harder to immigrate to Georgia from Muslim countries, more benefits for big families, and support for Okrashvili's Iberia TV. In a Rustaviori interview, Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze, the genius, who has taken a lead role in campaigning for Zurabashvili, said that the United National Movement will never reoccur in Georgia, that Otsneba was working to ensure that the party did not receive more than 27% of the vote in the next elections, and that every time the UNM are trying to raise their heads before elections, we have to smack them over the head, and we're doing that together with the Georgian public. Yeah. MP Mamuka Chikovani quit European Georgia on the second, leaving the party with only 19 members of parliament, he has not announced his plans, but media reports say that he plans to join the UNM, which European Georgia split from in 2017. In his announcement, he said that now is the time for making concessions and taking steps to unity. We will be able to reach the goal of bringing major political change only through unity. And he encouraged his fellow European Georgia members to return to the UNM. European Georgia spokesman Nidakli Kiknavelidze criticized the switch, saying that neither of these parties, referring to Otsneba and UNM, are interested in the country's future. They are interested in party battles only. Georgian leaders, including Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze, Defense Minister Levan Izoria, Reconciliation Minister Kedi Tsikalashvili, marked this 25th anniversary of the fall of Sukhumi on the 27th with a wreath laying at the Memorial of Fallen Soldiers in Tbilisi. Salome Zorabashvili visited the memorial, as did the United National Movement's Zal. Udumashvili, European Georgia's Dato Bakradze, visited the Nguri Bridge near Zudidi to mark the occasion. The presidents of Estonia, Slovakia, and Ukraine all spoke about Georgia during their address to the United Nations General Assembly on the 26th. Estonian President uh, Kersti Kaliulid uh, spoke about Georgian politicians being told that the, due to occupation, their country will be forever denied full participation in the democratic world in the formats we, luckier others, so cherish, while Ukrainian President Por Petro Poroshenko said Russian constantly multiplies the human tragedy, nothing will stop Moscow from continuing, continuing its aggressive expansionist policies if it does not face a united stance from the international community. If punishment for its actions does not become inevitable, it is due to the lack of relevant punishment that after Georgia came Ukraine, after Litvinenko came Scripples, and after Aleppo came Idlib. The Kremlin has no intention to stop. Prime Minister Bakradze spoke to the UNGA on the 27th, discussing in Georgia the Russian occupation, possibilities for peace, the country's chosen European direction, democratic progress, the war on terror, and economic developments. The Russian South Ossetian and Abkhaz foreign ministries both responded to his speech. The Abkhaz statement 
said that Bach Tadze should stop indulging in illusions that with the help of dubious peace initiatives, a renewed Georgian Soviet Socialist Republic can be restored. While the South Ossetians said that his speech envisioned an imaginary and far from reality situation. President Georgi Markovalashvili was also in New York last week. He met with Slovak President Andrei Kiska, attended an award dinner organized by the Appeal of Conscience Foundation, visited the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, spoke at the 14th International Forum, Sustaining Peace and Development in a Changing World, organized by Azerbaijani Nizam uh, Ganjavi International Center. Defense Minister Levani Zoria participated in a NATO-Georgian Commission meeting on October 3rd in Brussels, where he met U.S. Secretary of Defense Jane Mattis and NATO Secretary Gen, uh, General Stolenberg. Prime Minister Special Representative for Russia Zurab Ashidze and the Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Grigol Karasin met in Prague on the 1st as part of an ongoing informal bilateral dialogue. They discussed economic issues. Both sides are apparently ready to implement the 2011 Customs Monitoring Agreement, which would allow a Swiss company to monitor cargo passing through three trade quarters between Georgia and Russia. Karasin also complained about Georgia's NATO integration process, while Abashidze spoke about human rights and militarization in South Ossetia and Abkhazia. 37-year-old Georgian citizen Maya Otinashvili has been sentenced to two months of pretrial custody for illegal border crossing and for assisting others in illegally crossing the border between South Ossetia and Georgia in exchange for money. Otinashvili's family denies the accusations and says that she was working on her land on the Tbilisi-controlled site of the occupation line when she was arrested by Georgian forces and then beaten. The family believes she is being held for longer than usual because the South Ossetian and Russian authorities want to have time to hide signs of violence against her. The family says that because their land is so close to the line, people often cross there, but they have no control over who comes and goes through. Georgian officials say that a message from South Ossetian representatives for post-conflict settlement Igor Kochiev passed through the EU says that she will only be detained for 10 days, not two months, though the Georgian side is demanding an immediate release. Five Russian helicopters purportedly en route from Akhal Gori to Skinbali recently flew over several villages in the Gori municipality, prompting the state security service to release a statement saying that flights near the occupation line harm the security environment on the ground. New French ground-based surveillance radars and short-range anti-aircraft missile systems arrived in Georgia earlier this month, including the Thales Raytheon Groundmaster 400 and 200 series radars and the MDBA short-range Mistral Atlas missile system. Defense Minister Levani Zoria said that this is just one stage of the process protecting Georgian airspace and that they have moved on to more negotiations with France. The United States is also helping develop air capabilities and has committed to funding the maintenance and modernization of helicopters for use in the military and for rescue and firefighting work. A group of 13 NGOs, including the hardest-working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, released a statement expressing concern that grand corruption and informal clan rule have caused a crisis of democratic institutions in Georgia and that the country is headed for a breakdown of public institutions. They didn't name specific names or events preceding the statement, but said that there are four main issues. Clan-based governance in the judicial system that prevents the judiciary from upholding the law, politicization of law enforcement preventing them from effectively investigating corruption and other crimes, the weakness of parliament, and the misappropriation of public resources. 
They recommend that state institutions act based on their constitutional obligations and on public interest rather than on orders from external sources, and that officials and business people with information about abuses of power go public, that international partners in Georgia pay close attention to the communities. To, sorry, to the commitments of governments regarding human rights and rule of law. Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze res- responded that the statement was not serious and that NGOs are really just 13 politically biased individuals pretending to be civil society. Okay. On the 28th of September, members of the LGBTQ rights NGO equality movement were assaulted by their neighbors in Tbilisi and had a gun pulled on them. Police have begun an investigation, but no one has been detained so far. The police have not given any guarantees for the security of the activists. As a result, they no longer feel safe going to the office and have moved temporarily into a space provided by the Open Society Foundation. The police say that the attack began... uh, with verbal altercation and that one of the people uh, that Equality Movement says was attacking ended up in the hospital. A group of 14 local NGOs released a statement criticizing the police for their indifferent attitude and for treating both sides as equally to blame rather than as a victim and an aggressor. Tbilisi Mayor Kaki Kaladze announced this week that beginning in October 2019, all taxis in the city must be white and that three-door cars and right-hand drive cars will not be permitted to work as taxis. A new law entered force on the 1st that bans plastic bags thinner than 15 micrometers in Tbilisi uh, 2000 and, uh, sorry, in April 2019, all plastic bags will be banned. Television personality Jeremy Clarkson visited Georgia at the end of September filming for a new season of the Amazon show The Grand Tour. He apparently tried to cause some uh, controversy by attaching a bust of Stalin to his car and driving around with it, but that didn't really seem to cause much of a reaction, in gory at least. He also stopped for Nazuki on the road to Kutaisi, leading to an online discussion about the declining quality of Nazuki in Georgia. Meme this week is a series of photographs looking of Misha looking emotional, superimposed with the song lyrics of a, another Georgian-based rapper, Kiba Watson's uh, superhero, Reading, sick of crying, tired of trying. Yeah, I'm smiling, but inside I'm dying. The International Monetary Fund IMF released a report on technical advice provided by the IMF to the National Statistics Office, Geostat, regarding the creation of a residential property price index, RPI, and the expansion of coverage of the producer price index, PPI. They recommended that the RPPI initially cover only new apartments and houses in Tbilisi, and say that Geostat should be able to publish its first RPPI in 2021. They also note that the PPI currently covers 25% of outputs in the fields of mining and coring, manufactured products, electricity, gas, steam, and hot water. They recommend the price of hot water. That's weird. They recommended that Geostat begin, um, begin incorporating the service sector, which produces 50% of Georgia's output, beginning with warehousing and storage services, telecommunications, travel, and tour operation services. For the anniversary of the fall of Sukhumi, Chaikhana covered uh, Abkhaz conflicts from two sides, the way storytelling was kept alive in Abkhazia and the way that the conflict is fading from the memories of Georgian youth. The vivid and awful stories of what happened to families in Abkhazia are repeated over and over 
sticking to the brains of the youth in ways that textbook histories cannot. And this, combined with uncritical school teaching, serves to develop nationalism and reinforce the idea that the Abkhaz were not responsible for atrocities during the war. On the Georgian side, the conflict is very cover, barely covered in school curriculums, and knowledge is not needed for curriculum-defining college entrance exams. Similarly, the Abkhaz presentation of Georgian aggression, Georgian texts blame Russian-supported separatists for the conflict. Abkhaz IDPs can't look to schools for information, but have found the Internet a newly useful place for learning about the families and country's history beyond old stories and bland textbook notes. The articles also share excerpts from Georgian and Abkhaz textbooks so that the reader may compare the presentation of the conflict. There's a, a separate Abkhaz and Georgian side links. Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty published a short video uh, reviewing the ultra-nationalist movement in Georgia and the events of this year, referring to Transparency International's report on neo-Nazis from, uh, from earlier this year that says this nationalism is in the interest of Russia. Shaykhana also covered the experience of eco-migrants from Ajada that moved to a German-funded Armenian and Greek town in Femokartli beginning in 2004 and 5. They said they say that 15 years ago, no Georgian was spoken in the town, and there was just one Russian school. Now there's a Georgian school and a mosque, in addition to an old German Lutheran church where Greek Orthodox and Armenian apostolic members of the community pray. Despite some initial conflicts, the Ajarans have become regular community members. However, the lack of jobs aside from dairy farming, has young people moving away, and ethnic Georgians think that soon the village will be like it was when they first arrived. Only old Greeks, as all the young people have, mo have before moved to Greece, though in this case they're just moving to Georgian cities and other cities internationally. The world-piercing record holder, freakazoid German Rolf Buchholz, visited Tbilisi at the end of September, posted a bunch of photographs on his timeline, much to the enjoyment and horror of the Georgian Internet. All this stuff to read is posted on the forum. This week's dive bar number is three, the number of wor worlds, Skneli, Mark, uh, making up the universe in Georgian mythology, Zeskneli, the home of the gods, or Earth, or Kveskneli, the underworld inhabited by ogres, serpents, and demons. The worlds that make up the universe are connected by a word, world tree at the universe edge and surrounded by the Garsneli, the dark and eternal world of oblivion, or as it is sometimes called, Shuachevi Rayon. An exhibition by Vienna-based artist Ani Gurashvili, Cautions, Cautious Watcher, is on display at Tbilisi's Patara Gallery through the 13th of October. Her work attempts to trigger the psyche into interpreting ancient symbols remo removed from their context in new ways. Tbilisi's Movement Theater presents Jamal Karchadze's Igi in a performance synthesizing a drama circus and traditional theater, telling the story of human evolution from prehistoric times to the formation of personality and the fight with the environment and society. Since then, the show will perform in English and Georgian on October 5th at 8 p.m. Tbilisi State Conservatory will host Close Encounters 2018, a performance featuring musicians from Georgia and Switzerland playing string instruments with elections. That will be 7 p.m. on the 5th. Dog Organization Georgia is holding an, an animal adoption day to mark World Animal Day on the 6th at number 8 bar in Tbilisi. There'll be opportunities to hang out with dogs, adopt them, learn about the organization, sign up for volunteer opportunities from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. 
Tbilisova will, will happen on the 6th and 7th. Lots of attendant activities. Tatsmina Park will be hosting musicians, handicraft sellers, and opportunities to try Georgian food and drink on both days from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tbilisi's Fabrika will be hosting an urban art festival entitled Fabrika Fiti on the 6th and 7th, beginning at 11 a.m. The festival will include a lecture on street art in Soviet countries, the ritual painting of the walls, a b-boy battle, and more. I don't know what a b-boy battle is, but it sounds creepy and weird. Dato Kanchishvili and Mego Brebo will perform at the Tbilisi Concert Hall at 8 p.m. on the 7th. They will be performing a new album recently recorded in the U.S. that fuses ethnofolk and new musical styles. On the 9th, Caucasian House will screen a new documentary, In Search of Diversity, at 7 p.m. The film, which has English subtitles, was created by a youth initiative group and looks at the lives of seven different people with differing religions, languages, lifestyles, and so on, all of whom consider Georgia their homeland. On the 5th through the 9th, photographer Anika Gujibidze's Death to Mosquitoes During the Summer Days will be on display at Art Area TV 2.0. Her personal documentary project aims to capture the turbulence and anxiety of Georgia today, exploring the country's unconsciousness and the futile search for individuality. The Rondelli Foundation is hosting a discussion on the current geopolitical dynamics in the Middle East. Uh, on the 10th at 7 p.m., former ambassador to Iran, Levan Asatiani, Rondelli Foundation international relations researcher, uh, David Batiashvili, Rondelli Orientalist researcher Zura Batiashvili will participate in a con- conversation moderated by Irakli Managadashvili of the Strategic Research Center. The American Chamber of Commerce has announced that their 20th anniversary gala will be held on the 17th of November at the Tbilisi Funicular Ballroom. Batumi will host the Gandagana Rural Tourism Festival in which the five mountainous municipalities of Ajata will share their unique traditions in Europe, uh, in Europe Square, beginning at 4 p.m. on the 5th and continuing to the 6th. Municipalities will share local products. Visitors can learn of the Gandagana dance, listen to folk music, make churchella, distill chacha, bowl with pumpkins, chop wood, and learn to cook the traditional Ajaran dishes, sinori and borano. Batumi Contemporary Art Space will host a screening of Otar Yoseliani's 1966 film Giorgoba at 7 p.m. on the 6th, followed by a discussion with philosopher Giorgi uh, Masalkin. The first international Batumi Dragon Boat Festival will take place at Nurigeli Lake beginning at 10 a.m. on the 6th and continuing through 1 p.m. on the 7th. Also on the 6th and 7th at 8 p.m., the Batumi Dance Drama Dance Theater will perform Hotel Haifa, a Polish-led but Georgian-acted performance of Polish playwright Katarina Kanjilaskaya's play. The play examines Israel in the 60s and the lives of immigrants disappointed by the reality they face. Cycles of Life, a show by Russian artist Maria Chubarova is on display at Batumi's Contemporary Art Space through the 13th of October. Chubarova's delicately graceful works address themes of self-knowledge and study through interactions with nature. On the 5th of October, Project K presents a Kutaisi hip-hop night featuring Birja Mafia member Young Mick, as well as SFX. Their goal is to begin holding events in Kutaisi, a city often overlooked by other event organizers. The exact location of the event can be found on the Project K Facebook page. Starts at 8 p.m. The Kacheti Wine Guild is holding wine festival uh, Televino in Tel Aviv's old garden area from 
12 to 6 p.m. on the 5th. There'll be opportunities to try Georgian wine and cha-cha and probably other stuff. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. That's Tango X-Ray Tango Bravo Uniform Kilo. Our email is tofieldpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website, www.tofieldpod.com. And from 2000, we will finish with, from the album and movie, uh, Virgin Suicides. This is the French band Air and Playground Love. Oh, my soul.